He became poor. That was in his person. He became poor in his position. The sovereign became the servant. As God, he spoke and creation happened. As man, others came to him and asked favors and asked for help. He became poor in position. But he also became poor in power. You see, this is the thing why I use the illustration about going back to nine years old and retaining all of your knowledge and wisdom that you have now. Just because he became a man, he didn't stop being God. He didn't cease to be God. He was still God. He voluntarily laid aside his deity, or the powers of his deity. You see, there is one religion that has these extra books in the Bible, and in those extra books, they some pseudo-information there. They say that these books claim to be inspired, but they're not. They say that Jesus, when he was a little boy, he'd be out playing with other little boys, and, and they would be make clay doves out of clay, you know, and Jesus would make his, and then it would fly off. Give me a break. He never exercised. His divine powers. He relied on the Holy Spirit totally. He never resorted to his deity to say to anyone. And, and this, this is what irks me about some people. You know, you cross them if they got a little bit of elevated position and you cross them and they'll go, do you know who I am? And you almost want to go, yeah, so what? Jesus never did that. He never appealed to his position to put somebody down or to squelch somebody. He always answered the dumbest, most ridiculous question. He never responded to the attacks of the Pharisees and the scribes the way man does. He responded to them in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever lost your temper? Raise your hand. Did uh, your wife help you find it? He became poor in his power. My father, Jesus said, is working until now, and I myself am working. The son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing. Complete submission to God the Father. Voluntarily laying aside his own powers and giving all glory to God the Father. Now, church, there's a key in that for us. Jesus is the example of how we are to do it. Amen? He said, I have given you an example. He's the example of how we are to do it. We are anointed with the same Holy Spirit that he's anointed with. Say, well, how come I can't do what he did? Because you're not listening to the Holy Spirit like he did. I only do what I see my father doing. John Wimber brought out the significance of that as no other person I've ever heard. And he showed us that Jesus had communion with the father to the extent that when the father wanted something done, Jesus could see it. Now, beloved, we have the Holy Spirit like Jesus did. Maybe not to the fullness that he did, but we do have the Holy Spirit. He shows us what the Father wants to do. He shows us what the Father wants done. It doesn't always bode well with man. Nevertheless, he shows us. We can do that by communing with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit and Jesus to the point that we hear and obey what he tells us. He became poor in his power Jesus said, I always do the things that are pleasing to him. See, here is that humanity of Jesus. I am co-equal with God the Father in the sense that I have a divine nature just like him, Jesus said. And yet I subject and submit myself to his will. I do this as a man, as a human, to show you that this is what God wills for you. Therefore, Father, what would please you today? Do we start off our day that way? How many of you start off your day in the morning and say, God, 
Hello, good morning, Father, Holy Spirit. Hey, Jesus, how's it going, man? And what would please you today? What about when you, when you go to buy that car after you've wrecked your car? Do you say, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, does this Pontiac Trans Am please you? <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. Well, I could get the credit. I mean, they approved me for the loan. How many times have I heard that from folks? I know it's God's will because I got approved for the loan. Now, I'm going to warn you about that. I'm going to warn you about that. There's a, there's a fallacy in that thinking. If you always borrow money to buy things, you'll have credit, but you'll always be in debt. You've got to reach a point where you're not living off of credit, where your assets are more than your liabilities, and you have reserves. This is good stewardship of what God has given us. And I do not mean you use the equity in your home either. I didn't borrow money to buy this. I used the equity in my home. Well, that's not borrowing money. It sure is. And now you can, you can use the equity in your home. You can go 110, 120% of what the thing is worth. And that's a sure path to trouble. I always do the things that are pleasing to him. So, Father God, and honey, we're going to pray over this right now, and we're going to ask God if this is God's will. Okay, Father God, is this your will? He said yes! He said yes! He said yes! And she goes, I didn't hear that. Agreement, consensus, unity. This is God. Jesus is not going to tell you something that the Father disagrees with. The Holy Spirit's not going to tell you something that Jesus disagrees with. Amen? They're one. They're unity. Praise God. What is pleasing to him. And so I got to ask myself, is what I'm doing right now, is where I am right now, pleasing to God. Am I pleasing God? 